0: Guys, Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, September 14th, 2016. And oh my goodness, it's still hot here in New York City. Wow. Talk about climate change? You don't believe it? But I tell people who don't believe in climate change, I say, what happens if you're wrong? And we don't do anything about managing our man-made carbon emissions, the carbon footprint, et cetera, and it keeps getting warmer and warmer. You know, July was the warmest month on record. We don't have August numbers in, but I'm sure it probably broke July because August was sweltering here in the Northeast. 2015 was the warmest year in the history of recorded temperatures. Anyhow, we have a fantastic show this evening. Our special guest is uh, Dr. Anthony DeMarco, hypnosis instructor and one of New Jersey's premier hypnotists. He's returning to the show, and he's going to discuss the most valuable traits in becoming a life coach. We're going to talk about that a little bit. learning to communicate effectively. How we process stress, problem solving, relationships, differences between men and women, how they handle stress, difficult situations, keys to healthy, healthy relationships. We're going to talk about hypnosis a little bit, also. Dr. DeMarco trained me in hypnosis about about eight years ago, and uh, It's really changed my life for the better, and I'm eternally thankful to him and Dr. Gatto, Dr. John Gatto in New Jersey also. They're the best, so if you get a chance, check out their uh, services. Just look up Dr. Anthony DeMarco uh, online, and I believe it's the New Jersey Hypno Academy, and uh, they have classes going on throughout the year, and Dr. DeMarco is an engaging, interesting, uh, enlightening speaker as well as a terrific guy, and again, he's really helped me. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on out there, and then we'll bring on Dr. DeMarco, who's called in. Um, Well, we've got, uh, as I mentioned, the weather is sweltering here in New York today. It was back up close to 90 degrees. I was out this afternoon, and we're like, my goodness, it is warm out here. I ran yesterday at about 5 o'clock, and i got to tell you, it was blistering. So I took today off. Uh, Maybe I'll get back out there tomorrow and work on the elliptical. But wow, Uh, it's been a long, hot, we've gotten a real summer. So I'm not complaining. But we've gotten a real long summer. I don't remember ever it being like September 14th or so when you're, you know, we're hitting 90 degrees. So, wow. Uh, The big things coming out in kind of guys, guys world, if you will, is uh, and guys, guys world is all about when men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins but we live in a society where not everybody thinks that way so one of the things we want to do is make things better for men make things better for women and we do that through promoting awareness and promoting win-win scenarios whether it be in relationships in team building in business in personal relationships and friendships whatever and i notice with all the everything i'm reading about the uh, energy kind of pouring onto earth now and there's a full moon coming up and supposedly there's more. And I actually saw this huge triangular vortex over the Atlantic ocean about, about a month ago. That was just unbelievable. It was like a blue triangle right over the ocean for about six hours. I've never seen that before. And they say from what I've been reading that because of all of the issues we're running into on our planet and the problems we're having with people, uh, not treating each other well, is that, uh, we're getting some help now we're getting some cosmic help and it's going to get crazy because the people who were crazy are going to get a little crazier and everybody else is going to have to kind of lead the way and uh, it all will turn out well, but we have to be uh, loving and uh, open and uh, realize the differences between people. But those who aren't on a path to higher frequency as Ascension, are going to run into some bigger bumps along the way, as we all will. Um, so, as I was saying, what's going on there? Well, the biggest thing is, look at the election we're having. Wow. This is the craziest presidential election we've ever had. And, you know, we've got Donald Trump there, and it does look like a real, it's, it's coming across as a reality show where who can sling the most mud? We've got hacked emails again today. We've got WikiLeaks leaks again. It is wild, and the mudslinging and the name-calling and how and, – accusing each other uh of you know who's healthier than one, each other and just the amazing things that Donald Trump has said over time uh it's it's i think people are now conditioned to like nothing they're impervious to anything he says it doesn't matter and uh and hillary is not connecting with uh with that many voters and she has a very high unfavorable uh, rating too so people in the united states are are uh distraught they don't know what to do and and it looks like people around the world are kind of weighing in and watching carefully what's going to happen with this crazy election. And I'm wondering, and I'm going to ask Dr. DeMarco about this when he comes on is, is Donald Trump using hypnosis techniques in his uh, verbiage in his repetitive stance in terms of how he s- uses certain terms, uh, one, two, three times, one, two, three times. We'll see, but it's, uh, it's fascinating. Um, so what else is happening? Well, we had the first week of, uh, football also and that was pretty wild so everybody's back into football and fantasy football which is a national distraction and uh, for myself personally I've got a toddler he's three years old and uh, I spent because my wife is back at her position in the education system in New York and I've been doing building some of my brand uh, from my home office as well as reaching out to some other opportunities but I've had to kind of integrate my son into his school. So that's been a trip because it's pre-K-3. I didn't go to school when I was three years old. I had to bring my son to get interviewed at two years old to get into a pre-K-3 school here in New York City. It is wild. How do you interview a two-year-old and make a good decision on it? I don't know. When I dropped him off, uh, they took him away and came back a half hour later. And then I got the good news that he was accepted I've dropped them off the last couple of days this week, and I saw all the different three-year-olds, and some of them were freaking out and crying, and I noticed my son got a little nervous yesterday. When I picked him up, we had to take the bus across town, and he got very uptight because he had to wait for the bus because in New York, <clears throat> when you go cross town buses, you get these transfers, so you get these receipts, basically, and you can... The, for the most part, you can just hop on a bus and go cross town, and nobody's going to say anything because they don't collect fares anymore. You buy your fare, and then you can use that also as a transfer when you get to the subway if you're going, uh, you know, north and south. So we were waiting for the bus. Finally, it showed up, and it was a heck of a lot of people. It those huge double, double-length uh, cross-town bus- buses, and it's three security guys came on to check everybody's I've never seen it before to check everybody's uh, receipt and my son went berserk because he wanted to get on the bus so he had kind of a nervous meltdown after after school and seeing all these new kids versus where he was in daycare for a year three days a week with the same like nine kids now it was 20 new kids in the class a new place a new teacher everything new 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 and uh he has to wear a uniform and all it's everything different and it's a lot it's a lot on a three-year-old so he was having kind of a mini meltdown uh, and then finally we got on the bus and it was super crowded and he wanted a seat by the window and thank goodness somebody was kind enough to see that he was really filled with anxiety and they gave him a window seat and then we got home but like oh my goodness oh my goodness the stress three-year-olds wow anyhow Let's talk a little bit about uh, Dr. DeMarco. As I mentioned, uh, he is one of the foremost hypnotherapists, hypnotists, certified, board certified hypnotists, hypnosis experts in the United States. And I am so pleased and proud that he is my doctor trainer and he and his uh, partner at the time, Dr. John Gatto, uh, trained me to become a advanced clinical master hypnotist. That's something I don't do all the time professionally but I am still accredited and I use self hypnosis and what I learned has helped me immeasurably and hypnosis is really about quieting the mind and being able to tap into your subconscious and your subconscious does all the work 90% of the work and uh, your conscious monkey mind does the other 10% but seems like it's doing 90% and once we can learn how to kind of flip that uh, equation around and let and help the subconscious by feeding the subconscious with the information we want, that's how we can kind of manifest things and be happier, be more centered, be more loving. And uh, Dr. DeMarco, uh, has helped me with that. And tonight we're going to talk about men and women's relationships, how men and women handle relationships differently, how we can both find healthy, loving relationships, how men and women handle stress differently, And he's going to talk a little bit about, uh, I know he's got a new uh, program that he's uh, launched about life coaching, I'm going to uh, give him a few minutes to talk about that, and then uh, we can take any calls. The number is 347-945-5834, 347-945-5834, and at the end, I'll give you the uh, info on my brand, the guy's guy's brand, and we can find everything else about me. So let me bring Dr. DeMarco on right now. Good evening, Dr. DeMarco. How are you? Hi Robert, very good. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for returning to Guys Guys Radio. You're always a welcome guest here and again as I mentioned to my listeners, I thank you so much for the help you've given me in becoming the person I could be and um how's things going? What's changed in uh, in your estimation kind of the last decade in the world of hypnosis and hypnotherapy? If anything.
1: Well, we're we're getting uh, the the general public is starting to accept more and more the holistic approach to uh, to wellness uh, to participate in their own well-being, and uh, you know uh, probably 20 years ago up in New Hampshire I was lecturing and a, a medical doctor came um, uh, he was at my lecture and he came to speak to me he said Tony he said um, you know I I teach at the uh, medical school here and. Uh, I surveyed the graduating doctors and asked them uh, if they thought that the traditional allopathic um, uh, uh, way of um, of uh, uh, health and healing uh, was sufficient. And he said one-third of them said no, that they had to also um, integrate the holistic uh, approach to health. And he said, you know, in Europe, Right, and this was twenty years ago. He said in Europe, it's probably over fifty percent where people seek uh, holistic help before they go to the allopaths. So, we're 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 becoming more and more aware of the holistic modalities, not just hypnosis, but many other healing modalities.
0: You know, it's interesting, and part of uh, the hypnosis training you provided me really helped me. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but I've mentioned on the show, but. About two years ago, I was uh, came back from a run, and I felt tremendous discomfort on my left side. And uh, it laid me up. I was laying down for about six hours in incredible, um, over-the-top agony pain. Unbelievable. Mm. Then it went away. Next day, the same thing. And I was on Fourth of July. It was Fourth of July weekend, and I was away. And I'm like, i got to get it to a doctor when I go home. I did, and I got a CAT scan, and they say, well, you know what, you have a uh, kidney stone, but also you have a growth on each kidney, and you're very lucky because uh, you, you wouldn't have known about it for about 10 years, but now that we saw this now, and it's very, very early, right. we can take care of both of them. So I had robotic surgery, and uh, at the second surgery, I had it within five weeks, and first of all, one of the insights is that, you know, the doctors is, in Western medicine are unbelievable. This robotic surgery is like Star Trek. It's off the charts. They use a joystick. They have a team of experts. They make small incisions. They can do wondrous things. And they did wondrous things to me. Both procedures were hundred percent successful. I was told that I had a 98% of never have, having to deal with this again. And it was a great wake up call to me because I, because, you know, I really continued on my path of changing my lifestyle and, uh, and managing my own health. Well, the other insight, two other insights was I asked how this could have happened, and basically they say it's kind of random. You don't know. It's, it's sporadic, and so you really have to, and they, and they said don't smoke. That's, that's as much as I got out of my doctors, and they were wonderful, and they, you know, they did what they needed to do, but you know, your own path and your own self-health management system, it's not part of Western medicine. You have to take that on your own and make your own decisions about how you handle things. The other thing, and more importantly, what I learned from you, Dr. DeMarco, is that when I went in for my second uh, procedure and the first procedure, you know, went perfectly and all, but I got to tell you, afterwards, it was really painful. And then I had to go right back in, which is rare, but I had to do it. And uh, the prognosis was not as uh, uh not as positive it not, wasn't as like a chip shock as my doctor said for the second surgery and uh i i got a break there was a uh, i was waiting and then they delayed the surgery and i had to sit by myself for like 45 minutes with the gown on and the hat you know the you know the little webby hat and the the socks and you feel very vulnerable but all of a sudden a a voice came into my head and said you have to you've been doing all this work on yourself you have to Robert, you have to help the doctors. You have to release, release this growth. You have to release it to them so they can take it out. You can help them. So I get I do like, like wow, I get brought in and I'm on the table. And just as they're about to put me, you know, put the mask over me and put me under, I grabbed the assisting doctor's uh, forearm. And I said, I'm going to re- I'm going to help you. I'm going to release this growth to you. It's going to come out easy. I'm releasing it to you. And then. I went under, and I woke up, and my doctor was there smiling, which when I saw him pre-operation, he wasn't smiling. He was nervous, I could tell, and he said everything went perfectly. In fact, it seemed like what you had just fell right out, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I really thank you for training me to be able to use what I have inside to work these miracles that we can all work but the power of the subconscious mind and what you tell yourself you can do and how you train yourself through relaxation and intention is is amazing
1: well you know i i 25 years ago 1991 I was fortunate enough to to be in California at a convention, and I attended a workshop of Dr. Bruce Lipton. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. quite sure, you know, most of the people are. He's an eminent cell biologist, and ten years ago, uh, he wrote the Biology of Belief, and he came out with a ten year anniversary um, edition um, uh, just this past year. Well. When he he uh, twenty five years ago he was lecturing about how the cells communicate with each other, mm-hmm. and, and and now he's gone forward with different theories and concepts as to how our genes act and react, how they express themselves. And you were talking about the power of the subconscious mind mm-hmm. uh, earlier. I was listening to you uh, while I was waiting to come on, uh, Robert, and you said it was uh, around ninety percent. Um, Uh, um, of what we actually do well in life. And um, Bruce Lipton said that the subconscious mind runs 95% to 99% of our lives. Unbelievable. And he came up with something else. I've always told my students and my clients that the subconscious mind is 100,000 times or more powerful than the conscious mind because how many times have you said to yourself i want to do this i'm going to do this i'm going to do this and all of a sudden you do the opposite because Mm -hmm. something comes from deep within you from your inner being from your subconscious mind to overcome your your willpower your logic and your reason well bruce lipton now in the biology belief said the subconscious mind is a million times more powerful than the conscious mind right. it does run 95 to 99 percent of our lives because we are one giant memory we act and react mm-hmm. in accordance to what we have learned from the time we were born and before while we're in our mother's womb we pick up uh, signals from the outside world but you know it also goes further uh, he, he is dealing with epigenetics, and uh, uh, it simply means going going beyond genes. That we're not uh, we're not uh, slaves to our, our DNA any longer. We can mm-hmm. prevent yep. we can prevent illnesses from expressing themselves fra- from the genes into the cells. Everybody has almost everything in the genes, but there's one thing. Well, there's several things, but stress is is what causes the genes to express themselves in a good way or in a bad way. And our perception of our environment is extremely important because you can get two people that are living in the same physical environment and the same um, uh, uh, with, with husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case is, um, ghetto, whatever, and one will have a positive a- attitude and the other will have sure. a negative attitude. And the person with the negative a- attitude, the chances are illnesses are going to, opportunistic diseases are going to take over and you know this is a lead also to um the uh, what I was going to to speak about tonight um, communication differences between men mm-hmm. and women and i know i know you're interested in that robert and, yes um uh, you know uh, dr lipton said that if uh, so if if people were starving 400 years ago uh it's in the genes of the of the the heredity genes of the of the people that were where forefathers were born in that re- region, and it could lead to um, if they were starving, if there's a famine, it could lead to obesity at, at the present time because they have that predisposition in their genes. Well, I'm starting to think about about what I've read about. Um, uh, the communication differences of uh, between men and women. And, and I also was fortunate enough, uh, maybe 15 years ago or, or 10, I, I don't remember, uh, to attend a workshop in California of uh, John Gregg, the author of um, mm-hmm. uh, Men Are From Mars, yeah. um, uh, Women Are From Venus. Most of you are familiar with that. And he was a very entertaining. He was a great speaker. I enjoyed
0: I, en- I enjoyed
1: his presentation. But men and women, we think differently. Not only because we consciously think differently, because, but because we have within us, we have in our genes what transpired hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years ago. Let's say cave dwellers. The men had to go out and hunt. They had to go and, and beat the enemy. They had to uh, 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 Bring the food. They had to be the providers, and what were the women? The women were the the nurturers. They took care of their children. They they were in the cave, or they were in the hut, or were they in any structure that they were in? So the the. Their thoughts about life were different because the man was always out there, and he had to be very attentive, and he had, to, he had to protect his family, and he had to go and get the deer or the beer or whatever they were hunting. The woman was back with the children, taking care of them. That was what she was supposed to do. But she had time to think and she started thinking an awful lot and it's carried on for a million years where women think more than men about so many different things mm-hmm. and if 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 we were if we were in a um uh, an open audience where I could see everyone, and I ask and I ask these four questions. Ask people to raise their hands. I would like people to mentally raise their hands. Uh, if there's any man that's listening here uh, that has always understood what a woman has said, let them raise their mental mental hands. If there's any woman that has always understood what a man has said, let them raise their hands. Is there any woman or man? Here, that has never had a relationship issue at home, work, or play? And the final one is there any woman or man here that has never been stressed out? I doubt that anyone has raised their hands, their (laughs) hands, because every one of us, every one of us could relate to those four questions. Absolutely. So, what's the what's the uh what's the answers to it how do men think and how do women w- women think and i uh, this this coming weekend i'll be teaching my co- coaching um of course, uh, neurolinguistic programming—it's a highfalutin name, but it's uh, NLP—the uh, uh, communication uh, between individuals. The sum and substance of it is, uh, without understanding, there's no communication. So, mm-hmm. if a if if a person speaks a foreign language uh, to someone that speaks only English, uh, not going to be under understood. Well, it's almost the same way. And men and women, uh, we do speak uh, – often we speak different languages and we don't understand each other. And uh, Maybe we'll have time. I'll give you a couple of scenarios about that.
0: Well, um, less.
1: Absolutely. Go ahead. A little bit
0: on NLP yeah. for people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like um, I, I, had a, um, I had a couple come into my office, and uh, one of the chief complaints was of the um, – of the woman uh, was uh, that uh, she said to me uh, while he was sitting there, we never go out. And he looked and he said, never go out. He says, uh, last week, he says, I hired a limo. I took her and her 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 friend, uh, another couple, to New York City. We're only about 20 minutes from the city. Uh, to the city. And I I took them walk to a show. What do you mean we never go out? What she really meant was, that they only go out when she insists, but she would like to go out more often, and he would be the one that was asking. So he didn't understand what she meant by never going out. You know, uh, I've had—I remember a, a couple of a pretty huge guy and and his
0: wife. She she uh,
1: she was—they were you know, both very very nice.
0: Let me interrupt you on that for a second. Yeah, because ahead. I want to I want to just stick up being a guy, and I've heard things like that. What she said was she never, he never they never go out.
1: Yeah, never he, go out. Yeah.
0: He, he basically said and proved to her that they do go out. But yes. her, her definition of going out was he comes up more often with some ideas in terms of yes. how to take them out. Now, I don't know yeah. who came up with the idea of taking them out to the show or the limo, but it sounds to me like he, he took them out and that is going out. But she had a different definition of what is commonly known as going out. And that's the yes, problem. With they like their guys are literal and women are yep. like yep. men aren't mind readers ladies.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're, we be. are not. We are not. But you know what? You know what we have to do more. I'm guilty of not doing this uh, when I was younger. I, I think I'm a little bit better now. Maybe we just don't listen intently enough. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Maybe we just don't listen, and it's the same way with coaching. That you have to listen, because uh, the the listening we we start to understand uh, the other person. Men and women have to listen, so we can understand each other's emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the uh, this is the basis of um, of uh, establishing. Um, uh, Trust and uh, and uh, of uh, sort of a friendship and establishing rapport and even even if we're not just talking about people at cohabit, talking about at work and so forth, um, what what we can do and not do to um, uh, elevate the relationships. Uh, you know, if a woman says if 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 a woman says uh, no one listens to me anymore, uh, the father says I'm listening to her right now. But what? she really meant was that uh, uh, she wants more attention from him yes. you know so he, he's got he's to speak the foreign language of the woman I guess the mm-hmm. woman has to speak the foreign language of the man also mm-hmm. because the problem is men don't tend to talk that's true it's difficult think, for I men to interpret perfect. and support a yeah. woman when she talks about her feelings
0: let me throw them out at you doctor uh, go ahead Uh So most men that I know, they assume that a guy has a problem in a relationship. They say, they bring it up. They have a discussion. They either, at least they get it out there. It's either resolved or it isn't. If it isn't resolved, they say, well, that wasn't resolved because she didn't really get what I'm saying. So she disagrees and they just go onward. With women, you talk about the issue. A lot of times it's like goes around and around and around. And even if you agree, they seem to want more. And it's very frustrating for guys, and it uh, demotivates them from wanting to talk about stuff, because guys want to talk about it and then get past it, whereas women want to talk about it and get to the bottom of it and then really kind of stir it around there. Because that's in their genes. That's in their genes. This
1: goes back to the cave dwellers a million years ago the women sat at home so to speak if we can call it a home out in the wilderness they were there with the other women and all they did was talk and talk and take care of their children while the husbands were out hunting providing taking care of them so they they were you know uh, a woman, uh, a woman loves to go to a, a a beauty parlor get her nails done, and you've seen it in the movies. You've seen so many mm-hmm. where they just continue talking, and men are different. Uh, the uh, uh, they go to the men, bar and they have
0: a beer and they stare at the TV, right?
1: Yeah, well, you know, men just I'm okay it means I can deal with everything. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's simple. Uh, I'm fine uh, it means that I'm dealing with, with all, any issues. But a woman right. has to has to gather more information. She's got to convey her thoughts. She's got to make sure she's understood. She has to discover what she wants to say. She's listening to herself talk, so that she thinks that she's saying the right thing to get her her point across. And this goes back to the you know to to the olden days where where women were all together and they and you know we've seen about it in history books and we've seen the 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 movies about it uh, the coffee clutches and so forth where women like to talk men if if they go to a bar or something they'll have a beer they they don't talk too much about what's going on at home Mm -hmm. they'll they'll watch television they'll watch sports they'll have a Mm-hmm. they'll they'll sip their bottle of beer. But the woman, while they're having their coffee or their tea, they're gonna be talking about their family life.
0: So mm-hmm. let me ask you one is- question on this. Let me ask you. I'm sorry, yeah. I just want so you uh and I know you taught me past life regression and uh yes. as a practicing hypnotherapist or uh however you want to define it because different states have different definitions. Yeah, you
1: can't, you can't say hypnotherapist in New York any longer, unless you okay. are a uh, licensed medical hypno practitioner. Counselor. Hypnotist is good. Or hypno okay.
0: is good. Okay. So uh, if a woman today, you know, with all the past lives she might've gone through, whether it's 257 yes. or 638, yes. why is that DNA? Why is it in her genes for her to think like a woman? If she could have been a man 200 times, and I'm not asking you to be a gotcha. I just thought of that question as like, what if? Right.
1: It's a very good question. However, I think that the answer lies in the fact that we have both. We have both within us. We have the, as Dr. Carl Jung says, mm-hmm. uh, we have the animus and the uh, anima. We have the male and the female aspects in 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 uh, in our genes. And uh, uh, you know when. Uh, Uh, women are, are, uh, the the mind, the right side of the mind is the creative side, the side of the imagination, the Mm -hmm. feminine side, the left side is the masculine side, uh, the analytical side. If if, if for people to make those, those distinctions, there has to be some difference, and I'm not just talking about a physical difference. But I remember Dr. Bruce Goldberg. Um, he's a, a, a dentist uh, turned a past life regressionist. I attended a workshop of his in California, and uh, he uh, he was talking about a. Book um, a client uh, that he had, um, and uh, she was she was um, m- uh, murdered sixteen times in in past lives by uh, the same method, uh, strangling or stabbing or something like that, and she never learned, you know. Um, and uh, they made a movie out of it, The Many Lives of Elizabeth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the movie was about uh, eight or nine years um, ago, but uh, yeah, it it's just that. Uh, they're presently they're presently a woman or a man and that aspect of the gene is going to going to uh, shine through so even though yeah, you it. could have been 150 times a man and 150 times a woman i think it's what you are now and yeah. that's the that's the paramount aspect of the gene that's the f- feminine side or the or the uh, the uh, masculine
0: side Whatever okay. you know, whatever gender I, you are, and I, and I apologize for interrupting, but I just you no, know. you
1: didn't. No, nah, that's ask me anything, Robert. You know, okay. look, uh, there's so much stress, and stress is, uh, God forbid, is a killer. You know, and stress creates the environment. And Dr. Bruce Lipton, I mean, he, he's one of my heroes. He said that the environment dictates our, our whether we're ill, whether we're, we're we're healthy, and and how the genes express themselves, but. So it's the stress that 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 causes a a if you don't um, uh, um, process stress properly, then you um, then you know the stress could could affect you. Women process stress; they go get a massage, they get their hair done, mm-hmm. they get their nails done, they talk to another woman or a sister or someone mm-hmm. that they know close on the telephone, and they can talk for an hour or so. Right? Maybe they'll cook if they do cook. They may meditate while they're walking. They like to listen to music. I don't think many men take a scented bath, but I know women do. (laughs) They'll shop for fun. They'll light candles. They're getting a facial. They'll take a yoga class. Maybe they'll walk for exercise. Men, different. They'll set goals. You know, they'll be in competition, they'll work it off in competition, they'll solve mm-hmm. problems, they'll take risks. We like to, you know, William James, our beloved American philosopher, said anything worthwhile in uh, in life has a risk to it. And I think men picked up on that probably back mm-hmm. a million years ago, the danger, the dominance, the success. We 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 push for success. We process stress by becoming successful, uh, efficiency, urgency, money, uh, you know, the results for projects. I had, I had a fellow a couple come in, and I, I think I was talking about that. Yes, and uh, she said um, he doesn't help me around the house. All right, Robert, and he said, "What do you mean?" He said, "I don't help you around the house." She said. uh, She said, you never sweep or do the dishes. He said, well, for the past month and a half, I was building the deck outside by myself. I had to go buy the lumber. I had to get the nails, and I had to work day after day to get the deck finished because I'm not a carpenter. But you see, he thought he was doing something, and she thought that if he helped her around the house, that would be something. So this is this is how we look at things. This let is me, how we look me, at things
0: differently. Let me throw this at you. That's a very common uh, issue between with couples, and sometimes yes. it's that um, like the woman will say, "You don't vacuum," or "You don't do this," and the guy will say, "Well, just tell me what you want done, and I'll do it." And then the woman will say, "Why do I have to tell you?"
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes, because you have to read a woman's mind. They expect that, you know. Um, even though they nurture children, um, the husband uh, or the partner, significant other, you know, nowadays um, is the is the provider. We're still, we're, even though, even though the the the, the women work and they're in, you know mm-hmm. they're entitled to work and are entitled to have the same status as, as men, but we still have that in us about the um, uh, taking care, taking care of a woman. Deep down, I I, I think that I think that. This is what separates us—that we we truly want to take care of the woman that we're that we're with. Maybe we don't know how, maybe we can't, but we really feel that we should be able to take care, to protect, to protect, to 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 get the jawbone of the mule and fight off uh, other cave dwellers that are coming
0: into the mm-hmm. at the cave.
1: I think that's well, deep down in, inside of us.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, and it's with the, all the changes. I mean, today uh, you know you've got women are getting some of the and finally getting some of the long overdue recognition for all the wonderful things they do. And men are at a crossroads because they're in the crosshairs in terms of perception in that they, uh, it's never been a time where uh, they, there's more that men can do, but never been a time where men are more confused about who they are. And it makes for a very sticky situation because you have, you know, women breadwinners and guys taking care of the kids and, then you have those built in, the man is hunting and the woman's gathering and the, and yes. processing all of that over a period of like this has changed over a period of about thirty, forty years and within our current lifetimes and it's it's a lot to process. I I mean I was watching my son today, he's three and he had a kind of yesterday was a tough day. It was his second day of a new school and today was his third day and i got him this week to take him through that. And I'm just yes, today I heard. He yes, I, heard. I heard, yes. And it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Like, I'm like, this is a three. This He's three. Right? I have to go back to it every time. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? He's three. This is a lot on his plate. And he's really being a champ about it. Yeah. But with people, well, I mean, what you all the
1: changes you we're going to so is like amazing. Yeah. But what you said about 40 years ago, where things 30 or 40 years ago, I tell you, I know, I know the exact time. I think when when things started changing for women, and not, not with the vote, not with the vote, but uh, during the Second World War, 1941, um, because the men went went into the um, um, uh, services, the military, and mm-hmm. we, they went around the women. The women started working in war plants, and they were, wear- first time ever, they were wearing slacks, and they were wearing, like, a, a covering covering their hair because they didn't want to get caught in the machine. So then they started getting jobs that men were, and they were handling them. They were, it was part of the war effort. They were building planes and tanks and so forth. And then they went into the service as wax and waves. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what they call them yep. nowadays, but... Uh, so that was around uh let me say 1941 if uh, that's uh, 59 and and 16 75 years ago so things have really you know um uh, have developed uh uh, you know, well, especially in New York City, you have so many um, uh, wow. women that like, uh, have big. They, I mean, CEOs and running major. Doctor DeMarco,
0: I have uh, women's uh, a lot of relationship experts on, and they tell me about. It. I said, "What's the biggest problem, challenge in in advising women in terms of dating?" And that, to a person, everyone says the same thing: getting to w- the women to be less masculine when it comes yes. to dating. It's yes. like, wow. And the guys it's, are really well, kind it's of drinking like They have drinking to turn violence. off a switch. They yeah. have
1: to turn off a, a switch. They have to leave their yeah. work day and turn off a switch. And mm-hmm. that's difficult. But also, also, uh, oh, over the years, uh, 30 or 40 years ago and up to the present time, if the man was the, were the breadwinner at that time and worked and worked hard and and he came home, and he was knocked out from work, or stressed out from from other people at work. Came home. How does he turn the switch off and sit down mm-hmm. and talk nice things over with his wife? Mm-hmm. So it, it's been, you know, it, it's been the same for men as it is as it has been for women. Maybe for different reasons, you know, because now they how, how have can, more more authority. But it's so how, it's difficult to turn the switch.
0: So how can, um, for today's people, men, women, whatever, and you deal with this all the time with the people you uh, counsel, stress. How yep. how do you advise men and how do you advise women to manage the stress to make it a positive experience instead of something that uh, is, yeah. uh, you know, taking them apart from the inside out?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, uh, I – believe that men should also not only women should meditate i believe that men should meditate i mean they should they should have and you know i've taught this in class they should have a safe and secret place that they can go to even Mm -hmm. for two minutes or four minutes even if they don't practice so self-hypnosis, to go to a place where they've been or maybe where they've never been, where they've seen in the movies, a place where they can relax. It could be by the ocean or mountains. It could be by a lake. It could be in, the, in, the, in, in a garden, in a forest. And it, it doesn't, you know, people can't accuse the man of being feminine if he, if he uses his imagination because the imagination, everything starts with a thought. A uh, thought is a force, and the and the thought is developed in the imagination because it hasn't done, been done yet. It's, it's in the imagination. So we have to use our imagination to strengthen ourselves, and we have to use our imagination to sit in this safe and secret place, this place of relaxation maybe that's easier to accept. If they've been on a beach and they like the beach, they go to a beach, and you know, the 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 longer that I've been in the holistic approach to living, the more I believe in everything that I'm saying about the law of attraction and invoking the law of attraction. We are what we think, Robert. And we we cannot. Yep. About twenty five years ago, there was a little book that was written. You can't afford the luxury of a negative thought. And there's so much truth to that. You have to get rid of the negative thoughts because the negative thoughts, as as Doctor Maxwell Maltz said in the 1950s, he wrote a book called Cyber Cybernetics, and people still use it. That that thoughts that we we are goal striving mechanisms and uh, and thoughts. Uh, Once you have a thought, it seeks its goal like a a heat-seeking missile, even if... The goal is not a good one. It will keep on correcting itself till it attains that result. So we can't afford to think negative thoughts. We can't mm-hmm. afford to hate. We can't afford to continue thinking we're overwhelmed and we're stressed out. You know, Dr. Bernie Siegel, the founder of ECAP, he said, you have to participate in your own well-being. You just don't go to a doctor and it's puffed the magic dragon and you're cured. You, we, I believe... You know, you mentioned Star Wars, or you you mentioned something like that. I believe that, like like that one doctor in Star Trek, I think it was, where he mm-hmm. had the um, uh, that a uh, uh, little piece of equipment, and he waved it yep. over a person, yeah. he diagnosed the illness, and prescribed the cure. Wave it over again, the guy's cured, right? Well, I believe we haven't been on Earth long enough, uh, but vibration. We shall have the ability Mm -hmm. to diagnose our own illnesses and prescribe our cure. Maybe a half a million years from now, but I think we're on our way because the body never lies. And if we pay attention to it and we realize that we have to take care of ourselves, too. I mean, you know, I've been – look – I live in a real world and I believe and I treat all of my clients that they that as living in a, world, in a in a real world. I I I I have to think how a, a person in a regular life in a real life lives and what they can or cannot do. And this is how I work with them. I I don't go for you know I don't go for all of the um uh oh god the 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 uh, the magic, I, I, you know, it's all within us. Every, we have all of the resources that we need. To help ourselves. And the essence of coaching, you know, I've been now, I have my courses, coaching, life coach courses approved by the Department of Education of the state of New Jersey and Department of Labor and Workforce Development. In coaching, the essence of coaching is self discovery. So if we can start listening to ourselves, listen to our body, use our heads, use our imagination, you know, we can probably find out so much
0: about ourselves. Well, I want to get into the life coaching. I want to ask What's you it? about the life coaching, but real quick. Yeah. How, how I think this is the number one issue for most people, the monkey chatter. How can people kind of kind of uh, suppress, if you will, the conscious mind so they can direct the subconscious mind? That seems to be the the biggest challenge because uh, you know you have these thoughts, and they keep crawling back and all of this all of this kind of chatter gets in the way and yeah well' yeah focus
1: a really committee in your head, yes, yeah. committee in your head and and there are, are several ways to do very, very strong and powerful ways to do it, and this is i 'm very i 'm very close to something like this. It is my firm belief that unless you um, unless you eliminate and alleviate negative feelings and emotions, from the past, from the time of the per- person's first memory, unless you eliminate them, they always have the potential to overcome any good work that you do on yourself or any good work that anyone else does on themselves. So, if I go program a person now, that to yeah. to, to think properly, to think uh, good, to to uh, uh, you know think that the sun is always shining, and if if I, I can do it for a day or two or a week, I can have them do. That But I want permanence. I have to get rid of all of the negative emotions and feelings in their lives that were occasioned by happenings in their lives, whether they did it or someone did it or did it. And even taking into consideration all of the emotions that people feel with 9-11 and the terror that's going on. So we have to get rid of all of the negativity. And there's a way I do it through timeline repair, and you're familiar yep. with that, sure. where, where I have them get rid of everything, sending up the heat of the sun, like fireworks and dynamite exploding mm-hmm. and all different colors. And I believe it's very, very powerful because very. I have to neutralize all of the negative feelings and emotions before I plant the good seeds of inspiration and positivity into them. Mm-hmm. And this is what I do. And you okay. know, with my life coaching, It's not the traditional life coaching. It's not the traditional life coaching, because I just don't focus on the present and the future. Because I feel that we live in a real world and that everyone must address their past in order to create the the future now in the present in the proper fashion without all the negativity. And and one of the simplest ways to start relaxing is by just finding a a peaceful place in your mind. You own it. No one has to be there. If you invite someone there today, they can't return tomorrow without your special permission. Because you may be arguing with that individual the following day. But find a place where you can go for a few minutes. A few minutes of relaxation and de-stressing yourself is better than none. And you may get into the habit. You may Mm -hmm. start imagining. You may start invoking the law of attraction and imagine what you want. And Dr. Deepak Chopra, I saw him at the Felt Forum in a forum in the Madison Square Garden uh, in 1991. So that's over 25 years ago, and he's he said that um, uh, the the law of attraction, everything exists in in another universe. It's it, it's it, they're all possibilities, and you must focus on that which you desire and you must believe that you've already attained it and like a magnet it starts coming to you from the field mm-hmm. of possibilities and i like those thoughts and uh and uh i i do i do uh, naturally use that with my clients because i truly believe that when we start thinking positively and we believe that we have all the resources that we need then we do not only control
0: our future but we control our present health so Okay. Let, me ask you, yeah. let me ask you one kind of really packed question and then I'll, uh, then I'll get your information for everybody and then I'll let you go. And thank you. Um, but uh, as I was listening, I just came up with two thoughts. One is I've, I've found, you know, over the last decade or so and since I've studied with you, I do two things that have really been super helpful for me. Uh, one is I start today by uh, working on aligning myself to my truth. The first thing I say to myself, the second I wake up is I'm aligning to my truth. And for some reason, that really helps. And then throughout the day, I align to my abundance. I align to abundance. I align to, you know, uh, it's aligning my frequency to the things that I I want to be the best I can be. That's one. Number two is I go through a process, and I do it when I'm running, because I will go out and I run for at least an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, and I will – I go through all my chakras, kind of clearing them out. And then I uh, do like a cleanse where I empty out everything that is not in my truth. And I replace it with kind of white light. And then I contact, I ask permission through my higher self to contact people I'm having difficulty with their higher self and then kind of talk to them and send them back every negative feeling that they've sent me. And then I recollect, negativity that I've sent them and we both replace it with kind of positive energy. And I just did one last yesterday when I was running and a guy was really busting my chops. He's in my fantasy football league. He's just being, this guy has just been an endless pain in that neck to me and I've never ever responded. I just refuse to respond to him. I just, one of these people, I just figured I'm always going to let it go, always going to let it go. And in this particular case, I'm like, I got to do something. So I I, I contacted, I reached out and asked his higher self, and I didn't wasn't sure if I got a response or not. And then today, he sends me a really nice note about something instead of being usual, he's in my fantasy football league, instead of his usually snarky self. It was like a very polite, nice note. And I'm like, wow, this, you know, it's val- I'm validated again. But let me ask yes. you about those two things, aligning yes, I, I, yes. yourself, and then yes,
1: I have, uh, I have, I have, I have the higher self. That. I have Please. thoughts about the first one uh, with um, aligning yourself with the truth. Well, Dr. Carl Jung and you know I'm a member of the, the C.G. Jung mm-hmm. Foundation yes. in uh, New York, and um, Dr. Jung said that only the true self heals. The ego is what gets us in trouble, but if you align yourself with the truth, you are aligning, also aligning yourself with your 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 true self. And your mm-hmm. true self is what you're putting out there. Now, insofar as the, the, um, uh, the fellow yesterday on the, in the mm-hmm. fantasy and today, um, well, uh, in, two, in 1908, over 108 years ago, there was a, a book written, believe it or not, by the name of the Law of, law of Attraction, I think mm-hmm. it was William Atkinson. I I, I can't remember the then It may have been Atkinson or Johnson that wrote it. But here's what he said, and I love this, and I believe this. I love it and believe it. He said that we send out vibrations and we send out thoughts. And I know you you believe that also, Robert.
0: Sure. Absolutely. said
1: you could send thoughts out to someone that may be very close minded and would not accept the thoughts at that time, subconsciously, you know, unconsciously, right. so yep. to speak, right? He said, however, those thoughts stick around in a person's aura for a certain period of time. He didn't know how long, but he said they stick around in a person's aura for a certain period of time, and during that period of time, if the... If the person's mind becomes open for an infinitesimal part of a second, he said, that thought will go in there, and then you will have, you have that thought in that person's mind, and it starts working on the individual. So that's probably what happened. You mm-hmm. sent your thoughts, you went to his higher self, and, and you sent them, and they did. it was accepted, and you got that email today. So yeah. to me, that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not unusual. I believe these things happen. And so you know what I did after I read this this it was as I said it was written in nineteen oh eight. Um and now they people copy it with the law of attraction, you know, and the secret and everything. But you know, right. this is something people just change names, they commercialize exactly. things and so mm-hmm. forth. You know. Yeah, but the, this my son told me my son is a very smart kid. He said, Dad, nothing is nuisance, Socrates. Everything mm-hmm. is you know, people just change the names and they and they commercialize it. But uh, the with the with the uh, since I read that book and studied the law of attraction over the years, I always send positive thoughts out to my family and friends, and sometimes to strangers too. So, and I also believe, I also believe, and I've done this from the time back in the 80s when I started studying hypnosis, and now also with coaching, that we have an obligation because we have studied in the world of the mind. That we have an obligation to send out positive thoughts to people that we meet, not just our family or friends, not just acquaintances, but even to strangers, where we send out positive thoughts in passing. and, And I truly believe that we have an obligation. And when we do that, we
0: make ourselves stronger, Robert. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I, I think one of the most important things that our listeners can take away is that, you know, when we talk about hypnosis, and we even we just scratched the surface again today, Dr. DeMato, yeah. that it's not, it's not about people say, oh, hypnosis, you're going to make me, you know, cook like a chicken. It's not about that. It's about love. It's about release. It's about making your helping to make yourself the best you can be helping to make the world raise the vibration and the frequency of the world. It's really a wonderful thing. Well, and I, I urge everybody to check it out. And the best teacher in the tri-state area, because I don't know any place else in terms of teaching for hypnosis, but Dr. DeMarco, you made a mark on my life. And I thank you <laughs> always. I'll be forever grateful. Thank so you. Please tell, thank us, you please, please awesome. tell our, uh, and you're one of my favorite guests, because I don't even have to ask you any questions. You're so interesting. I can just sit back and say, just like your classes. It's the best and class. We just, we just
1: got started. We just got warmed up just now. Oh, man.
0: You're, you're the best. We really
1: didn't even touch that much on hypnosis. We touched on so many uh, yeah. other aspects because it's not just one thing. Yeah. It's so many yeah. other things now that are being integrated and they're coming together mm-hmm. to, to confirm everything that we've believed for all these years. And this is what I'm. I've been teaching epi, epigenetics up in Massachusetts, um, uh, as I said, uh, uh, for for a couple of years now, and mm-hmm. people are are intrigued with uh, with the uh, the thought that they have the ability to to create good health. And you know what I? You, just a, a quick – uh, there 's like um, uh, fifty or sixty thousand um, uh, genes that haven 't been identified or 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 uh, experts uh, some may say we have seventy thousand genes and some say we have one hundred and twenty thousand so there 's like fifty thousand that that aren 't accounted for well i 've created my own, and one of them that I create is an anti aging gene that I let it express itself with youth into every cell system and organ in my body and I truly believe that i 'm younger than the years I've been on Earth.
0: You know, and I got to tell I, you something. Listening to you throughout the broadcast, I was first. I was like, "Wow, Doctor Demarco is more vital, more lively, more alive, youthful now than ever." And I haven't seen you in a few years, and yes, just uh, absolutely amazing. And I totally, am totally with you on that. And uh, again, I want to thank you. And please tell everybody where they can find out more about you and your work and your workshops et cetera, because I highly highly recommend it to my audience. Yep. Yeah. yeah, my my hypnosis website is
1: hypnoacademy.com. That's h y p n o and academy.com. Uh the um the coaching uh is coachingcertificationinstitute.com. But if you if you uh, Google my name, Anthony DeMarco, Anthony F. DeMarco, New Jersey Hypnotist, Dr. DeMarco, whatever the case may be, uh, you'll come up with my various websites. And uh, my number that you can give me a ring if you ever want to speak to me about anything is um, 908-964-4467. Now, are you on and Facebook,
0: think Dr. That- DeMarco?
1: I I do have Facebook for Hypno Academy, yes, and I have a few videos on there uh, explaining about uh, hypnosis. And the way that you'll thank me, Robert, is by inviting me back again on your show.
0: Oh, that would—I'd love to. You know, again, one of my favorite guests, and we can just—just it's like I have the opportunity of getting your attention one-on-one for an hour, where I know when I attend your classes, and everybody wants to talk to you. Uh, it's that type of situation. So I'm thrilled. So thank you. And of course, we're going to talk again soon. My pleasure. God bless. All right. Be well. Okay, folks, that's our show for this evening. Again, my special guest has been Dr. Anthony DeMarco, LLB, PhD, uh, hypnoacademy.com. Check him out. And, um, real quick, uh, Let me just tell you a little bit about uh, the whole guys, guys movement. We got our start, of course, with my novel, the guys, guys, guide to love. It's about relationships. It's about two men competing for love, sex, power, and money in the world of advertising. It's been called the male sex in the city. You can pick it up on Amazon or any of the e-tailers. It's still in some bookstores. It's probably easier to find online. I'm on Facebook, Robert Manny, author, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny, author, all podcast of guys guys radio and we're approaching our 200th podcast we're on stitcher we're on TuneIn radio we're on blog talk radio we're on itunes you can download any of the podcasts for free and uh you want to just hit me up on uh, facebook as a friend robert manny so thanks so much for joining us we have a relationship expert liz rave is going to be returning next week and we're going we have some interesting stuff to talk about and i hope you'll join us and i thank you for your support. I do all this stuff on my own. I'm uh, working to build this brand, to build this movement where men, women, men, when, <laughs> men and women could be at their best, everyone wins. And uh, we're trying to raise the frequency. We're trying to do good things and we're trying to tackle uh, challenging subjects where it's all about being open, uh, being full of love, releasing, and uh, making the world a better place to live without being in a sappy way. So, anyhow, Thanks for hanging in there with us, and remember that guys, guys, finish first.